0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Fighting Curve. Today I want to talk about sparring, and should all martial arts instructors make their students spar? Let's talk about it. Let's get right into it. Um, first of all, in my Taekwondo school, all students are required to spar if they are in class, including white belts, and we are sparring that day. They gotta spar. Unless obviously they have some kind of severe injury and they can't, they can't spar that day. Then obviously okay. No sparring, but yes, I will even make my white belt spar. And I know some of you guys are like, white belt, white belt don't need to be sparring yet. And we're gonna talk about it, right? Let's let's talk about everything here. Now I know there was a big discussion in the MMA world where one of the UFC fighters was talking about, you know, sparring is not as effective as you think it is. And it does cause long-term damage and you shouldn't spar. I agree and disagree, right? You know, MMA is different, UFC is different. They're hitting each other in the head. Even boxing, you know, they're they're pounding each other in the head. So if they're going all out 24-7 every single time they spar, then obviously there's going to be some long-term damage. And you could even say that in Taekwondo as well, right? Because there's a lot of head kicks going on. And if you're just constantly getting beat in the head over and over and over, first of all, keep your hands up. What are you doing getting hit in the head so many times? Keep your hands up, flat the kick. Second of all, yes, there can be long-term damage if you're getting hit in the head over and over and over and over. So, um, with that being said, MMA, UFC, that's different. That's a different kind of sparring. Even boxing, that's a different kind of sparring than Taekwondo. Because, like I said, in boxing, is constantly head hiss, right? And in, in, in MMA, in UFC, you know, you got elbow to the head, even knees to the head. So that's a little bit more devastating. And, again, that's another debate. A lot of people could say, yeah, well, a spinning reverse hook kick is more devastating than the elbow to the head, right? But that's not the discussion we're having right now. The discussion we're having right now is sparring. Is sparring okay for everybody all ages, and should martial arts schools make their students spar? Like I said with me, all of my students got to spar. After a certain belt, the other belt, uh, it is a testing requirement. So if they do not spar at the test, they do not get the belt, The next belt, they got to spar. Now, don't get me wrong, we're talking about sparring. We're not talking about fighting. We're not talking about competition. We are simply talking about sparring. It's completely different, right? Not everybody wants to compete. Not everybody wants to fight. Heck, I hated fighting. Growing up, you know, my dad owned a Taekwondo school. And I started Taekwondo when I was four. And my dad made me do tournament after tournament after tournament after tournament. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, I hated fighting. I hated competition. I hated sparring in class. I remember there would be times where my dad would uh, pick a bigger opponent than me, right? So he would find a bigger student than me. And he would tell that student, Make Joseph cry. If you don't make Joseph cry, you're going to be in trouble. And I was like, man. So all these kids were beat on me because my dad told them to make me cry. And I hated it. I mean, I I really did. Um, But looking back on it, I'm thankful. I'm thankful because I love fighting now. I love competing now. I mean, I don't compete right now, but when I when I was competing, I absolutely loved it. And you know, all of those sparring matches in the past, even when I hated it, made me a better fighter. But not only that, it made me a better person. So let's go back to the root of it, like sparring. Why should, why do I believe every instructor should make this student spar? Because it builds confidence right? It feels confident. Me, when I was growing up, I was the kind of kid that was scared of everything. And when I say I was scared of everything, my mom used to be so embarrassed to take me to the beach. I was four or five years old. I would go out in the sand. As soon as I see that water crash into the waves the waves crash into the water, I started like bawling like a little baby. Like I was a two-year-old baby throwing a temper tantrum. I was scared of everything. I got on a merry-go-round. You know the little merry-go-rounds where the horses go up and down? My mom put me on the merry-go-round. They started a the thing, and I am balling, throwing a temper tantrum. I was that kid. I was scared of everything. If it moved, I was scared of it. Y'all guys remember, I know some of the older guys might remember, You know, around my age, um, when they had those little quarters, you could ride the horses in front of uh, the grocery store, like in front of Walmart for a quarter. Y'all remember that? I did that. Bald. Bald like a baby. I mean, can you imagine a little five-year-old, six-year-old boy riding a little 25-cent horse and he's out there screaming, embarrassing everybody? I mean, I I was in embarrassment. I I, I was scared of everything. Um, But I, I think what sparring does, it helps you face those fears, right? Like I said, we don't have to be fighters. We don't have to be competitive. We're not all trying to go to the Olympics. We're not all trying to go to competition. Even just a local competition. Not everybody wanna go to competitions. Not look, look, most of you school owners know this. And y'all can agree with me on this. Most of you school owners, y'all will have about five to ten percent of your students that are out there saying, Hey, I wanna fall out and fight. I, I want this. I want, man, nobody's going to stop me, right? So I got those kids that are just like, just bring them to me, right? Anybody standing my way, I'm going to run them over, right? But that's only like 5 to 10% of your students. If even even past 5%, right? So you'll have, it might be just 2% of the students that are like hardcore fighters that are one day going to transition into MMA. They get a good, nice, striking Taekwondo background, and then transition into MMA because they they want that, ah, uh, I'm, I'm going to beat somebody down and bite the ear off <laughs> mentality, right? You have, you have those kind of people. And then you have the other 5 to 10% or, your, uh, uh, your, uh, yeah, the other, let's say, 8 to 10%, right, that are competition fighters right they, they love the sport they love the sport of taekwondo they love the sport aspect not the traditional aspect as to say but they love the the sport aspect and they see it's an Olympic sport and they can go to the world championship they can travel and you have fighters like those and they're going to go out there and give it their all but then what about the other 90% right what about the other 90% right it, it, me I'm a Old school person, I love that old school fighting, that trembling shot. you know, that we all the old school guys talk about, you know, we always say the same thing, man, I miss the old school days when it was trembling shock, you hit that person, and if they didn't move, it wasn't a point, I miss trembling shock days, right, we always have those coaches, and I can be one of those coaches too, I'm not going to lie, I miss the trembling shock days, head shots were one point, body shots were one point, man, those were the good old days, right, The sport's involved, right? So now we got a new, different kind of type of sparring. But still, it's still sparring. It's still competition. And it's still high-level competition. So You can't say that some of these guys are not going out there and getting knocked out because some of them are. You know, you go to the Olympic level, some of these guys are getting whacked pretty hard. Are they getting hit as hard as they were back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s? That's up for debate. That's for another conversation, right? But let's go back to the point falling inside of taekwondo school for all students yes i believe they should do it it will help the student overcome their fears right the, whatever fear that they're facing they're afraid of getting hit they're afraid of hurting somebody or whatever it is right the the, the fear is deeper within right it's not i do know when somebody's afraid of getting hit it's not so much they're afraid of getting hit. There's other fears layered in What are they afraid of? There's other things going on beneath that. And, and it could it could be a variety of different things. And I was talking to the instructors, I talk on the masters, I talk on the coaches. Our job is not just to focus on making them a, a better fighter, but a better person. Right? And we can do that wish fine. Right? We don't even need to pair them up with somebody on their level. We compare, let's say you have a kid who's eight years old, nine years old, and he's just terrified of sparring. It's just not a thing. You compare him up with a 16, 17-year-old black belt who knows how to use control. He knows how to work his way around and help these younger kids become better. Or you compare him up with a five- or six-year-old who doesn't really know anything since his first day and let him fall against him without the fear of getting hurt, Right? Now they don't have any fear of getting hurt, and they're overcoming their fears by sparring, right? Now they're like, hey, I'm, I'm actually sparring, and you know what, I might enjoy it. I kinda enjoy it. Hey, you know what, I wanna start doing competition. Hey, you know what, I wanna try to go for the Olympics. Hey, you know what, I wanna do this for the rest of my life. When we don't allow our students to spar, when we hinder them from the sparring, we're doing, we're doing more damage, right? Why are they doing Taekwondo? Number one reason why we should be teaching our students Taekwondo is to, in, in any kind of muscle art, jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, karate, Taekwondo, judo, whatever it may be, boxing. Number one reason is to, build, to instill that confidence in them. right? Once we instill the confidence in our students, then they become a better version of themselves. Right, giving them that tool that they need to become better people. If you're in there just to rack up gold medals, you're not gonna go very far. I'm sorry. You know, coaches that are emotionally invested in their student will go a lot further than coaches that are just there for the wins. Wins are great. We all want the wins, right? We gotta feed our ego somehow, <laughs> right? I mean, come on. We all want to win. We all want We all want medals and all that. But a bigger win with being able to take somebody who would be used to be afraid, like me, afraid to do roller coaster rides, afraid to go to the beach to go do the merry-go-round, afraid to do those things, and now not afraid. I'm flying on an airplane. I don't care. I I want to go skydiving. I'll go bungee jumping. I'm not afraid of the things that I used to be afraid of. And Taekwondo and sparring played a huge role in that. It really did. Uh, and, and I've seen kids who had I let them had I let them say, Okay, you know what, you don't have to spar. Right? Don't spar, you're fine, you can get your black belt. Had I let them do that, I don't think they would be successful in the sparring career as they were. Right? Because they would have never or they wouldn't actually not I don't think I know, I know for a fact had I not let them spar, they would have never been successful in this sparring career. I've had people make it to the national championship that used to be afraid of sparring. But I gave them the opportunity, I pushed them. I said, Look, I sat down with the mom and I sat down with the dad and I, and I and I sat down with the kid and I said, Look, I understand that you don't like getting hit. That's fine. But you gotta spar. I mean, it's, it's, it's part of the curriculum. It will always be a part of the curriculum. I'm never gonna take it out. It's, you gotta spar, right? You gotta overcome that fear. And they finally understood, and they said, "Okay, you know what? If you want to get that black belt, we're gonna spar." And so they finally started sparring. And then a couple years later, they're national champion, right? Because they took that step to overcome the fear to become uh, fighters or to to start sparring. So I uh, I recommend and I encourage all the master instructors out there, all of the all of the um, coaches out there, and and, and, and school owners to always keep sparring part of the curriculum again it is not fighting there's a huge difference between sparring and fighting and that's a debate for another time i know some of you guys down here nah no these kids need to fight full contact and they they don't deserve the black belt until they can take a hit guys come on all i understand it is 2021 and i understand you know Back in the 70s, I guess everybody was tough, but can you really say, even back in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, that 100% of all of your students really wanted to spar? Really wanted to fight? I mean, look, it's, some of us are afraid of things. And you're going to be lying to yourself you saying, no, nobody's afraid of anything. People are afraid of things. And some of your students are afraid. Are you really going to Turn away of student, are you really going to not help your student because you have this ego or have this this pride? Of, oh, if they can't fight, they can't stay. Uh, if they don't, they don't fall, they can't stay. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, they need to fall. Right, they need to fall. But if you're gonna, like, if they can't take a hit, they can't take. Let them fall. Let them have fun with it. Who knows? The kid that might be afraid of sparring might be the next Olympic champion. You never know, or he might be the next millionaire because he learned to have confidence to 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 uh, to, um, to tackle a new thing. Right? Sparring will help the students build up that confidence so they can go on and do new and better and greater things. And what do you want to be the coach to do that? The person that helped them. So yeah. Sparring. Should all of the students spar? Should all of the martial positioners spar? I say yes. Now, fighting? No. Not everybody has to fight. Competition? Nah. Not everybody has to do competition. I don't think everybody needs to be out there going full competition if they don't want to. Should everybody try it at least once? I think so. I think everybody should at least try competition to see if they like it. And if they don't like it, at least they can say they tried. You know, when it, when I come to national championship, sorry to go off tangent here, but when I come to national championship, I always tell my students, go to the national championship, try. Who knows? You might become the national champion. Uh, you might be the gold plate winner of the of the United States uh, uh, national champion of AAU, USAT. You never know if you don't try, right? And and on top of that, how many of you can say that you actually fought at the national championship, right? Think about all the students we have, right? I have hundred plus, hundred fifty plus students, I took twenty people to national, right? Twenty of my students will actually be able to stay. I fought at the national championship. That's something that you can say. And this year was awesome. I mean, it's going to be at AAU again. Uh, AAU nationals again going to be at the MGM Grand. I was trying to convince all my students, hey, go fight at the MGM Grand. How, how often can you say, hey, I fought at the MGM Grand? Who else has fought at the MGM Grand? It's only some of the greatest fighters in the world? I mean, come on. So, yeah, sorry to get off the topic a little bit, but sparring, I really believe, is important in every muscle all this life, right? Whether they're a white belt or a black belt. And I know some of you guys are saying, well, white belt don't possess the skill necessary to spark. And you might be right, yes. But I will have my white belt fight other white belt. Right? Because they're learning. And I you know I have right now I have this little five year old girl who's just she she doesn't mind taking a hit and she doesn't mind hitting other people. And it's like contact obviously. I mean i I'm not allowing my students to go all out, you know, but it, 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 it's it's fun. It's fun. It's fun to watch, and, and, and it's going to be challenging. As, as an owner myself, it is challenging to convince all of your students to fight. It is. It really is. But it'll be worth it because, like I said, you'll never know. You might have that one kid who's always afraid of fighting that doesn't want to do it, be your next national champion, be your next Olympic. Not only that, forget the Taekwondo award, right? they might go on and be the next world famous doctor because, and they can look back on it and say, it was all because my coach, my instructor, my master forced me to do something that I did not want to do. So, masters, coaches, instructor owners, uh, uh, school owners, make a case for That's That's my thought, that's my belief. If you disagree, go ahead, comment. Let me know. Um, I hope you enjoyed these podcasts. And uh, if you have any uh, comments, questions, concerns, anything like that, please feel free to leave me a message, comment, and, um, yeah, I'll get back to you. And I hope you guys are enjoying it. And y'all have have a great day. See y'all later.